Welcome back to the Community Online Podcast. This week, we're joined by co-founding pastor John Ferguson as we continue the series, U+. Remember, you can always find us on Sundays streaming live at communityonline.tv. We hope to see you there. Quick show of hands. Who would say they have worried about something in the last, say, 48 hours? Second question, what is it that you have worried about? What is it that you've worried about in the last 48 hours? Uh, Hold on to that. I, I came across a recent Ipsos poll that measured what Americans are most worried about. Here's what they discovered. 15% of us said COVID is still among the top things we worry about. 16% say it's climate change. Nearly one-fourth of us say crime is something we're losing sleep over. 29% say it's political polarization. But the top worry, by percentage, the one thing that blows away all other worries, inflation. 52% of us are worried about inflation. But that isn't really surprising, is it? How many of you ever worry about money? It seems no matter what our stage of life, regardless of what is happening in our world, we tend to worry most about money. I'm guilty of worrying about money. I mean, about this time every year, I worry about how much my landlord will increase our rent. And that usually leads to another worry about how much I've spent on rent over the past 12 years. Painful. (laughs) But why do we worry so much about money? I think it's because making and keeping money can quietly become the primary focus of our life. And if we don't recognize that temptation, I'd say there's a good chance we are already falling for it. And and hear this, please. Following Jesus in the ways of his kingdom is going to lead us down a very countercultural path when it comes to money and possessions. As theologian Scott McKnight says, If the kingdom vision of Jesus doesn't reshape our approach to possessions, then we are not living out the kingdom vision. Our whole intention with this U Plus series is to help us step into this life to the full that Jesus offers us. And this involves leaving behind a life ordered by the kingdoms of this world in order to enter into life in the kingdom of God. And we do that by becoming disciples of Jesus, people who hear from God and do what he says. That is the U plus life. And so during this U plus series, we've been hearing from God by digging into Jesus' most famous teaching known as the Sermon on the Mount. In this teaching, Jesus explains how life in his kingdom is meant to be lived. And today we come to the part where he addresses money and possessions. And he does so by addressing a problem and then a challenge before he offers a solution. So let's start with the problem. Jesus addresses the problem of money and possessions with three metaphors. And here's the first. Jesus says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, in this first metaphor, Jesus talks about treasures. And the word for treasures in the original language of the New Testament isn't just referring to possessions. The the word suggests the accumulation of things as a way to experience joy. 
Yeah, he's talking about being driven by a, a desire to acquire because somehow you think that thing you desire is going to bring you joy. Ever feel that desire to acquire? True confession. I, I kind of like shoes. Now, you probably can't tell by the shoes I wear because they're not really anything special. I just like clean, new shoes. And so recently, I came across a, a brand of shoes from Brazil. They're, they're eco-friendly, super comfortable, and they come in all sorts of cool colors. So a few months back, I bought a pair. They were like 80 bucks, not super expensive, but not cheap. And as soon as I bought a pair, what do you know? They sent me a discount code for $30 off another pair. Did I need another pair of shoes? No. So what did I do? I bought another pair of shoes. <laughs> Why? Because I had that desire to acquire. Uh, see, Jesus says there are two kinds of treasure. Earthly treasure, like my shoes, and heavenly treasure. Earthly treasure is all the stuff we acquire. New shoes, a bigger house, another book, a nicer car. Nothing wrong with those things, but they are temporary. And the satisfaction we get from them, it's fleeting. It doesn't last. Those shoes will scuff up. They will wear out. And so Jesus challenges us to value what is heavenly or eternal over what is temporary. doesn't mean we don't enjoy some of this temporary stuff. He's just saying, don't treasure it. Don't chase after it. And whatever you do, don't expect it to bring you joy. And when he calls us to pursue treasures in heaven, he's not saying, you know, just forget about this life and only focus on the afterlife. No, when Jesus speaks of heaven, remember, he's talking about the non-physical, invisible, but very present realm where God dwells today, right now. Remember, with Jesus coming to earth, the kingdom of heaven has come near. It's available to us now. Uh, author Sky Jathani writes, Jesus is talking about a treasure that is accessible to us right now. And this treasure is the presence of God in our lives. Jesus' point is that having the treasure of God is far more valuable in this life than any treasure the world may offer. When Jesus says to store up treasures in heaven, he is telling us to invest in what really matters. Storing up treasures in heaven is about investing in things that bring more of God's kingdom to earth right now. It's about investing in stuff that will actually last. You know, it made me think of, about how we here at Community are investing in our students. I mean, this weekend, hundreds of middle school and high school students had an amazing 24 hours together at the Stuco All-Nighter. And leaders, you invested your time with these students. <laughs> and this weekend, lots of time. Those hours between, say, 2 and 5 a.m., I mean, one hour then is the equivalent of like 10 normal hours. Parents, you invested registration dollars for your students to go. Many of you provided scholarships for students who needed assistance so they could go. And, and all of us who give here at Community are investing in a ministry that is giving hundreds of students the chance to find their way back to God and experience life in God's kingdom now and forever. See, that right there, that is what it looks like to store up treasures in heaven. So in his first metaphor, Jesus challenges us to resist storing up treasures on earth and instead store up treasures in heaven. The second metaphor Jesus uses to address the problem of wealth is our eyesight. Jesus says this, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, 
How great is that darkness? Now, at first glance, this is confusing. Why is Jesus now talking about my eyes and light and darkness? I thought we were talking about wealth and possessions. Well, stay with me. I learned some new insights here. The words for unhealthy and healthy are words that are meant to imply stingy and generous. In fact, if you were to look at your Bible, you'll probably see a footnote that tells you that. So if we put those meanings in the text, we hear Jesus saying, if your eyes are generous, your whole body would be full of light. But if your eyes are stingy, your whole body will be full of darkness. Now, we also need to understand something else about the context into which Jesus was speaking. Fascinating stuff, okay? Today, we know that our eyes allow light to pass into our bodies, making sight possible, right? But in Jesus' day, they thought light passed out of the body through the eyes. And so Jesus uses the common understanding of his day to make his point. How we handle wealth and possessions reflects what's going on inside of us. And so if we're we're filled with the light of Jesus, generosity will flow out of us. If we're filled with darkness, we will hold tightly to what we have and stinginess will flow out of us. So in this second metaphor, Jesus is saying that the way we handle our money and possessions is a reflection of what is going on inside of us. Is there light or is there darkness? So let me ask you, what's going on in here for you when it comes to money and possessions? Is it dark or is it light? I I mean, is the outflow stinginess or generosity? Uh, The third metaphor Jesus uses to address the problem of money, it's pretty straightforward. Jesus says this, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. This is the mic drop moment of Jesus teaching here, in my opinion. And it doesn't take a theologian to understand what he's saying. There are two masters. One is God, the other is wealth and possessions. And Jesus says, you can't have two masters. You can't serve both God and money. You just can't. So all three metaphors point to this problem we have with money or wealth and possessions. Number one, too often we chase after the wrong kind of treasures. Secondly, we let stinginess rule our hearts. And thirdly, we tend to crown money as our king. And in essence, Jesus is saying, if you're going to follow me in the ways of my kingdom, you have to address this problem of money and possessions. Because remember, If the kingdom vision of Jesus doesn't reshape our approach to possessions, then we are not living out the kingdom vision. But here's the deal. Money and possessions aren't just a problem. They can also become a significant challenge. And Jesus speaks to this challenge with these words. He says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes or shoes? (laughs) Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can, Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Question. Have you ever added any time to your life by worrying? Have you? Doctors will tell you that worry and stress actually take hours away from your life. Jesus continues, 
And why do you worry about your clothes? Uh, see how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you, you of little faith? Now, I can imagine Jesus pointing to the flowers in a field nearby or some birds that were flying across the sky when he said those words. And he continues, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans, that's people who don't follow Jesus and his kingdom, they run after all these things and your heavenly father knows you need them. The reality is that money, possessions, and wealth, they compete for our allegiance. And we tend to put our faith in them rather than in our king. And because of that, we face a significant challenge. It's worry. It's worry. And I know Jesus saying, do not worry, might feel like someone saying, I just don't think about it. Not particularly helpful, right? But you see, that's not what Jesus is saying. What he is saying is that we have reason not to worry. We have reason not to focus on whether we will have enough money or stuff. He says, look, look at how I take care of the birds of the air, aren't you more valuable than they? And, and look at how I take care of the flowers of the field. How much more will I take care of you than these flowers? Just this past week, I had lunch with, with somebody I'd never met before. Uh, we were about to wrap up our lunch and he says this to me. He says, uh, John, yesterday when I saw that we were meeting for lunch today, I said a prayer for you. And I got to tell you, I felt like God gave me a word just for you. Now, I, I hate to admit this, but my first reaction was, uh-oh. <laughs> but I said, okay, what is the word? And he said this, he said, I, I felt like God said, tell John not to worry about money. Tell John not to worry about money. And that was it. I don't even know this guy very well, but God knows me. And what he told that guy to tell me was something I needed to hear. Because I have a tendency to worry about money. Now, I know some who are with us today are going through really, really tough times financially. But I want you to know this, life in the kingdom doesn't mean all your financial problems are immediately solved, but it does mean you don't have to face it alone. We wanna help. So if that's you, please reach out and we'll help you get the help you need. You know, one survey found that even when the economy is thriving, more than half of Americans still feel anxious or insecure about money. Yeah. Arthur Brooks writes, for millions of people, Worrying about money is not a reflection of whether their basic needs are being met. In fact, this anxiety reflects deeper concerns that money can't solve. Yes, worry about money is a serious challenge. But Jesus doesn't just leave us on our own to figure out how to navigate the problem and challenge of money and possessions. He offers us a solution when he says this. Seek first my kingdom. Seek first my righteousness, being rightly related to me, and all these things will be given to you as well. Right there is the solution, to seek first his kingdom, to seek first his ways. Jesus says, don't chase after stuff that won't last. 
Don't be preoccupied with worry over money and possessions. Instead, day in and day out and how you buy and sell and how you give and take, let me be at the center of it all. The problem, the challenge so many of us have when it comes to money and possessions is that we take our focus off of Jesus and his kingdom. In fact, I will guarantee that if you center your life and identity on money and possessions, you will be eaten up by worry. If you center your life on money and possessions, I guarantee you will be eaten up by worry. Jesus knows this and he offers a better way to seek first his kingdom. And then he will take care of those things you tend to worry about. And that's why I think generosity is such an important part of our journey as disciples of Jesus. You see, giving back to God is a, it's a tangible way that we can seek first his kingdom. Uh, God calls us to give, not because he needs our dollars and cents, but because he knows that when we give, we invest in his kingdom work on earth. And that begins to free us from our worry over money and possessions. The bottom line in Jesus' teaching is this. If we are to follow in the way of Jesus, we have to reshape how we think about money and possessions. Our creator God loved us so much that he what? He gave. He gave his life. And you know, we may never be more like God than when we give. Giving may be the most tangible way we can seek first God's kingdom. I came across some interesting research in the last few weeks that I want to share with you. Among people who give, seven out of 10 say that they give in response to Christ's love. Of people who give, seven out of 10 say they give in response to Christ's love. That was their top reason for giving. It's about love. And you know, I resonate with that because giving is, it's it's a tangible way for me to say, Jesus, you loved me so much. You gave up your life. And I'm giving this back to you as a small way of saying, I love you too. Now, the research also found that giving goes hand in hand with spiritual growth. Check this out. Of church attenders who report a lot of spiritual growth of the past year, 38%, almost four out of 10, say they give at least a tithe, 10%. Four out of 10. That's what the research tells us. You see, there's a connection between giving and spiritual growth. So this is about love and it's about growth. And that's what we want for all of us, to follow Jesus in his way of love and grow as his disciples, to to seek his kingdom first. Jesus came to show us how life in the kingdom of God is meant to be lived. We call it the U plus life. And that life includes letting him transform how we relate to money and possessions. Remember, If the kingdom vision of Jesus doesn't reshape our approach to possessions, then we are not living out the kingdom vision. Imagine a life, imagine a life without worry when it comes to money and possessions. This is the you plus life, the life you've always wanted, the life Jesus offers. So let's follow our king. Let's seek first his kingdom. We hope you were encouraged and challenged by today's message. Our mission is to help you find your way back to God. And by listening today, you've already taken your first step 
and we'd love to help you take a next step in your relationship with God, the church, and the world. It's how we're all embracing the flourishing life that Jesus talks about, a life we call U+. Visit communitychristian.org to take a next step, learn more, give generously, and plan your visit. We hope to see you on a Sunday soon.